Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the RuneQuest rules by Chaosium Incorporated. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Strong language, mature scenes, and rune magics are on the way. As this is our Glorantha, we will remind listeners that it may vary from the one you already know and love. And now, on to the show. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am not your keeper, your storyteller, or your handle this evening because we are back with RuneQuest Grantha. We're playing with a friend of ours, Stefan, from the Patreon and from the internet at large. And so go ahead and take it away for us, Stefan. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It is indeed my pleasure to uh, guide this group of Sartorite herders through their hopeful adventure and not so much of a misadventure uh and we'll i guess see if they do eventually return with all their cattle intact and without further ado let's see who we have at the table on my right is heather <laughs> hi everybody welcome back my name is heather i am also known as valley girl on the various interwebs uh, I play Diana Zor. She is a noblewoman by trade, but that is not all she is, for she is currently host, hoisting her shield and broadsword in defending, uh, defending the herd against the rather nasty group of rubble runners that we are facing. And uh, I believe that uh, we will be victorious in this. Absolutely. And to Heather's right. Uh, this is Jake. I'm playing Ventar Riverborn, a uh, hunter of the Cult of Odalia. So please bear with us as uh, <laughs> we get our bearings against these unbearable yeah, rubble rubber runners. <laughs> get it in. And last but most certainly not least, uh, I'm Mike, and I am playing Aaron Brook, uh, Orlanthe warrior and professional, um, well, bloviator, for lack of a better term. Uh, but the air is with me, and soon it will be with uh, be taken from the rabble in front of me. So we, where we left it off at the top of the round, we find we have a line of three of these rubble runners lined up against Ventar, where he's swinging his axe as his muscles are straining to erupt from under his skin as he's filled with the power of the bare courtesy of Adela and you know, of course so doing manages to grow about six weeks of beard growth in <laughs> ten seconds flat <laughs> we have Dianis in a one-to-one desperately fighting off a rubble runner and we have Arian and his axe Getting a decent line on uh, dividing his foes. So heading straight in with statements of intent, the rubble runners with the four that are engaged are basically just going to chomp their way through whatever is in front of them to get to the cattle. The one that is unengaged is going to go down to the edge of the pond and try to make its way up towards that particularly delicious 
cow that's standing there and seeing what a nice steak tastes like. As a reminder, that area has a has a ward has been warded mm-hmm. uh, through the magic, and uh, it's might not like the shock that it's about to get. Indeed. So, going round the table for statements of intent, let's start off with Dianis, who's still facing off this one rubble runner that is keeping her occupied. I do believe I will try to put the pointy end into the other guy. Pointy end into rubble runner and then make presumably also block its teeth with your shield as, as they come around. As long as it pays attention to me, it is not paying attention to the herd, and that is a good thing. Ventar, you have a functionally incapacitated foe on your right flank that won't really be uh, a threat to you this round as such. Uh, You have another one uh, nipping at you on your left flank now, and you have the one further off to your left that is trying to circle around behind you, whether it's going to try to come in from the rear or whether it's heading for the cattle, you're not entirely sure. Well, I will uh, attempt to lay into the one directly on my left with my axe. Indeed. And since you're now, I believe your strength is doubled with yes, the base 24, yes. Arion now just has the one rubble runner he's been valiantly pushing off with his shield as he's been dealing with the other two that tried to be uh, um, were foolish enough to try to attack him. Mm -hmm. I think the last thing to do here is to this this little rubble runner is in desperate need to get off my leg armor which it tried to chew on last round and uh, meet a fateful end so I can get back to the herd indeed so starting off since there's no spell effects going off it's just uh straight melee so first out are our competence at strike rank six now i believe that ventas dexterity is higher than that of Arion. is that correct yes i yep. believe so i'm yes. 16 uh yeah my dex is 14 okay Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense, since Ventar's next strike rank is one and Arion's is two, so that, that makes perfect sense. So, uh, Ventar, why don't you um, swing your axe and see how far into the ground you can push it? That is 37 mm-hmm. under uh, 60. 37 under 60 is definitely a hit. <laughs> uh, I quiver for the amount of damage you're about to do, <laughs> since it's e a plus is- 2 plus a d6. Yes, that is a uh, max damage, which is a uh, <laughs> yeah. Sixteen points. Okay. Um, right, let's see where I yeah, hit. Yeah. Huh? Um, <laughs> nineteen. Ooh, head. To the nineteen. Yes. So sixteen points to the head is what you're telling me. Yeah. Now, first of all, I get to deduct four points of armor for the scales. So that's twelve points, as we knew from last time. They have four hit points in the limbs, so that is enough to take it, give it three times its total hit points in a single blow. That is actually the definition of a severing blow, so you neatly capitate it as its head goes spinning off and lands 
unfortunately not in the pond, but quite close. We will get to line with a cow, uh, at which point we will go ow, 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 as we take two points of damage from the warding spell. Warding spell paying dividends. Indeed. And those are general hit, that's general hit point damage, so it comes off the total. Yes, that, that hurts precious. So the other thing that happens on six, of course, is Mr. Brook. Let's see what his uh, swinging axe does. Yes, let's see. I mean, that's 37. It's under his axe skill of 45. Absolutely. Roll some damage in the location, please. I would love to. That's 10 points of damage. Ooh. And that's location 16. 16. The left hind leg. Okay. 10 points, 4 points of armor, 6 points left, 3 point limb 2. Uh, there is yet again that very satisfying crack of a broken bone. However, it's not bad enough to cause the beast to become functionally incapacitated at this point. It's not going to be moving anywhere near as fast as, well, frankly, it wasn't moving before since it's now dragging a leg. Then I believe it's Diane's on seven. Let's see how well we can detour this. Unfortunately, the broadsword does miss. That is a 50 over 35. I still have the shield. <laughs> In, indeed. So then we go on to strike rank nine. So we have a rebel banner on to... Arion. So if Arion would catch a roller shield parry? Certainly. That is... I think that's actually under his shield parry. Might be just under. Yep. Yep, 44 under 45. Well, just under is certainly good enough because it rolls a 23 under 30, so you stick your shield in the way as it tries to gnaw. Oh, you're right on. <laughs> Tenacious little things. Indeed. On to Dianis. So, uh, go ahead and roll your shield parry, please. She is having no luck. That is a 90 over 70. Well, <sighs> at least it's not a 99 over 70, which no. would have been <laughs> considerably more uh, unfortunate. But it, it also... Um, fails to get its teeth really anywhere close to you uh, with all the moving about. So it, it misses. It rolled a 43 over 30. So. And there's actually nobody alive on Ventar. But there is one down by a cow, but it's run out of strike rank, so it can't actually attack this round. So we swing back round to the top and just going top to bottom on the map since we essentially have three separate groups at this point. So, Arion, your lone opponent. Yeah, I just, my plan is to finish him off. Very good. Uh, Dianis. Well, as this, uh, the Rubble Runner and I are basically in the RuneQuest version of a slap fight, uh, uh, I will attempt to Actually, this time around, I think I'm going to try to just 
primarily use my shield and try to see if I can bash the heck out of it. Just Ooh. solid bash into it. Yep. The broad the broadsword, I, I am not the the warrior that these two are, so uh, I will use what I have. So we're gonna try this shield bash. Indeed, indeed. Ventar, you've got the functionally incapacitated creature wriggling around on the ground in front of you next to its uh, headless companion. But you do also have that one that went sort of round behind you and is up by is up by the line of cattle. Uh, that's about nine meters away. So within easy reach, should you just wish to turn and and get to it before it would strike. Yes, I believe I'm going to go after that since the uh, incapacitated one probably isn't going to do anything this turn. So it'll take you a couple of strike rounds because you, you have to turn around and move right, right. down there. So that means that we've uh, had Arion first. All right, well, let's see if we can get this over with. I got to get uh, got to get out of here. Okay, so that is a 17 under my 45, which should hit. Okay, that, that absolutely hits. And that is seven points of damage. Seven points to a location? 17. Ooh, seven points at 17. The sad part is that seven is just enough to expire it based on its total hit points. So it's not just limb hit points, it's total hit points that matter in the equation. So then next is Dianis on seven. Let's see what we can do with this shield. Indeed. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That is a 16 under 70. Ooh. Thank you, Odd Duck Dice. <laughs> a 16 under 70 is indeed a, uh, it's, it's indeed a bash, so it's a special. Now, unfortunately, I'm not sure if Dianis has a strength bonus. I think I have a plus one for my with my strength. I do. I do have a plus one. Okay. In which case, uh, you get to apply that twice because okay. of it being a bash. Okay. So it is still a D4? It's still a D4 uh, plus two in this case. Okay. And then the location. That is max damage, so six. Oh, well, that's certainly going to hurt. And that is a nine on d20. Six into the middle of the four quarters. Yep, you, you bash it back. In fact, since you're doing a special shield bash, I'm going to ask you to make a pushback roll which in this case is going to be just straightforward. If you were to sum up your strength and size. Well, both my strength and size are 13. So 26. I'm going to sum up my strength and my dexterity for a total of 19. So you have a, a lead of seven in, on this roll, which multiplied by five is 35. So uh, go ahead and roll 
percentile dice. And you're looking to get underneath 50 plus 35. So you're looking to get underneath 85. That is a 71. 71, last I knew, was underneath 85. It is. So you, su- you successfully bash this thing back a hex. And then finally, we come down to Ventar. As you're swinging round into the back of this rubble runner just before it's about to gnaw at this cow. Oh, that is a six under 60. Oh, wow. nice. A six under 60. The good news is it's not a critical, but it is a slash. So that's... Uh, now, unfortunately, you don't get double your strength bonus, right. but it's still 2d8 plus 4 plus a d6. What a great spell. <laughs> I roll so good, I can hardly bear it. Mm. That'd be 17. 17 points. Uh, two, I, I hardly dare ask for a location at this point. Uh, four. Four. Okay. That's just going to functionally incapacitate the creature. Well, unfortunately, because it takes off the, uh, the right rear hind leg right at the hip. Um, just sends it flying off into the grass. So, statements of intent. At this point, the one remaining rubble runner that's been pushed back is going to try to turn and flee. Its problem is that it's naturally slower than everybody else, than the, the, the three humans. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question um, because the statement of intent I have is I'd like to use some rune magic. Ooh, okay. I'm sort of wondering systematically if this works. Um, I've, I'm obviously heavily, um, we'll just say inspired by the air rune, but I'd actually like to see if I can roll for inspiration. I know that... Um, in general, in being inspired by a rune is focused on skills. And, and to be honest, the rules as written have a quite intricate hierarchy of what inspires what. Um, it is quite common and certainly uh, a, a lot of cases in my table, I'll let the concept of max gain fun Sure. to play and just say you tell me how you want to be inspired and to what and if it works it works so I, I think the way Aaron looks at it is we're we're winning and if 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 there's anything that befits the god that I care the most about and the way he would deal with things is, Orlanth wants to be the exclamation point on every single sentence. In every single battle, he wants to be the last hammer blow. He wants the last word, especially against Analda, who's standing just over there. Correct. <laughs> and also, too, um, Aaron clearly would like to be able to impress, right? <laughs> uh, to his, not only not only to the, the Earth Mother who's here with us, but to the rest of the um, potential listeners around in nature, that Orlanth is present. 
And so what I want to do is make an inspiration roll to potentially, um, we'll just say, temporarily up my POW and then use uh, my rune magic, use two points of rune magic for lightning and target this final piece of rebel and deal with it summarily with a bolt of lightning. Okay. I think the way I'll abstract that is that um, I'll let you apply the inspiration result to the resistance roll that's part of the lightning spell. That, okay. that will essentially, if it works, that will essentially have the same effect as increasing your power. Yeah. Go ahead and instantaneously on strike rank zero, roll your inspiration roll. So that inspiration roll is rolling against my air rune, yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, so that is an 18 under 90. 18 under 90. Hmm. Okay. So that is a special. So that would be plus 30, which in other another way of phrasing that is plus six to your power for the purposes of the lightning spell. Okay. And so it says each point of lightning cast causes a D6 point of damage to a single hit location if the captor overcomes overcomes the target with a power versus power resistance roll. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm declaring I'm going to spend two points of rune of rune magic to do it and so i need to make a power versus power resistance roll so the resistance table is is something that not all of our listeners are going to be familiar with so it, it might be good it's very simple at its uh, in in its basic even though it's something that's very unique to rune quest uh, and thus, as you say, people haven't come across it. Uh, it basically assumes that if you have two scores that are opposing and those scores are the same, then it's a 50-50 outcome. For each point of difference between the two scores, that percentage shifts 5%. So in the, the last case, where... I was resisting strength plus size with size and dexterity. There was a seven-point difference. Mm -hmm. So it was an 85% chance of success. So if we take uh, Arion's power... Yeah, which is now 17. Which is now 17, having essentially added six to it. And we look at this Rubble Runner's power, which is nine... Mm. So that's an eight, eight point spread. It's an eight point difference in your favor. Right. So that's 40 percentage points on top of the 50 base. So your overall chance is 90%. Okay. So I have to roll under 90. Indeed. And mm. um, if that math sounds horrendous, there in every single set of tables, the starter kit, one of the things that you will always find is the resistance table that lays this all out in tabular form, so you can just cross-reference the two numbers and see what the eventual result is. Alright, well, let's see what happens. That is an odd four. That is an odd four. An odd four is, strictly speaking, a critical against a 90% result. 
So I see no reason why you're not doing maximum damage on this. Okay. So go ahead and roll a location oh. to obliterate. That's a 10. That's a 10. Uh, so we've already established that 10 is the four quarters. So, th yeah, th 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 there's in reality nothing left but a charred hole where this rubble runner used to be as it takes a massive palantine style <laughs> double lightning bolt to the middle of its chest that just blows it apart into a spread of blackened singed pieces of flesh and scale. I'll call out. Show off. <laughs> I'll laugh just uroriously afterwards. I'm imagining given the surge in the air rune, air on flesh probably has little bits of static electricity that run around it for the next few moments. Um, and I'll, um, I'll listen just momentarily for the echo back from any of the hills <laughs> where the, the bolt sound comes back at. And I'm just going to hide behind the shield to keep the splatter at bay. It was certainly within close enough that there's, there's a little bit of of semi-sharp pieces of scale and barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> With all of this, uh, I am then going to ask which one of the characters has the lowest power amongst you? Well, if we concede that the inspiration leaves after the spell ends, which is probably reasonable. Uh, and, and, and certainly for, since the inspiration was for the purpose of yeah. the lightning, I, I think that's... that's yeah, fair. Aaron's power is 11. As is mine. Mine's 10, so I guess that I'm the winner. Indeed. So, Dionys, would you care to roll a power times five roll, please? Ominous. I know. I was like, do, do I? Is this a question? <laughs> Power times five roll is used uh, in RuneQuest to abstract a luck roll, essentially. Because we've had a fight that got pretty close to, followed by a couple of really loud and sharp lightning bolts, <laughs> it may be that the cattle are perhaps a little less happy and safe feeling than they normally are. Yeah. Um, so given that, and given that it's Dianis who's making the how are the cattle reacting role, I would be willing to give you the option of inspiring this role with your earth. Okay. Uh, let's do that at that would make sense as she has to quickly recover from this explosion in front of her uh, and ground herself and everything around her. So, so yes, we, so we start off with rolling against your earth room. Okay, so that was a 75. Uh, so that is a 45 under 75. Nice. So 
I, I am the center of, of grounding and calm. Uh, absolutely. Well, that, that is certainly a decent success. So that will give you a plus 20 on your 50% power times five roll. So we're looking at a 70% luck roll here. Okay, so we're rolling again. And that is a 58 under. Diane is ducks behind the shield as rubble runner debris starts to splatter. She twists her head back and starts to see the line of cattle be unsettled. She takes one of her ceremonial deep breaths and just lets the calmness and safety of Mother Earth flow out from her in a wave that washes over the cattle, settling them back down into quiescence. She'll reach through as I do this, uh, as I reach a hand out and then down into the to the ground to allow this to flow, uh, calling upon Arnalda to be with our herd and to and to let them know that they are safe. With that, as the cow settled down, as um, Arion struts back to the top of the hill to look down upon the battlefield and is disposed of enemies. What is Ventar likely to be doing for the next? quarter of an hour or so whilst he's still infused with the strength of his goddess. You're probably going to gather the uh, corpses of the uh, Rumble Runners together so he can start uh, cleaning the bodies. Well, and, and stripping the hide armor right, off right, of them, the yeah. plates. Mm-hmm. You've got all that strength. You could probably um, make good use of the um, <clears throat> extra bearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is a hunter, so he naturally is going to want to uh, make use of those skills. Indeed. I would say, I think where I'm going to start is a role called a peaceful cut. Uh, so that's under knowledge. Okay. Um, that is a 24 under 25. Ooh. <laughs> that worked. Indeed. It's a variation of, of, of butchery, essentially, but it also comes with its own ritual of making sure that the spirits of the departed butchered animals are suitably directed to wherever they should be directed to. Between your massive strength and inner connection with the land and spirits of the beasts, you make short work of cleaning up the carcasses of the uh, the rubble runners. In fact, I'm, I'm going to say that because there's so many and it was a good enough role, that you probably do manage to get enough scales that were you to find a good enough blacksmith probably is enough there to make a uh, scale hobbit for somebody. Nice. Very nice. It's not long a 
after that Yelm, having traversed the sky in his fire chariot, heads down across the mountain range to the west and starts his journey down towards the western gates and his eventual return through the the lands of the dead to reappear hope well to reappear on the morrow at the gates of the east I would like to do one thing real quick um before we lose all of our light while the bodies are being gathered and prepared I would like to set up a small altar on the edge of camp and once the most of the bodies are prepared uh, and stripped of their scales and whatnot to choose what would be considered probably one of the choicest cuts of meat and roast it over the fire as the rest of them are being prepared and things cleaned uh, well spiced heavily heavily spiced uh, almost to a point where for the rest of us who might if we were to partake of this would probably be way over the top uh, but as it the, the meat roasts have it roast to basically the point of char where it is almost a smoking mass uh, like eye wateringly uh, smoky and then that would be presented onto the altar and thanks would be given uh, to our various deities for their assistance and their protection and ongoing uh, blessings that they present to us uh, and that way the the smoke coming up off of this charred heavily spiced meat would actually reach them and our ancestors. That to me sounds like the perfect opportunity to ask for a worship roll under magic. <laughs> worship of fire. Okay. Well, that's a seven. Ought seven on the die. <laughs> that's an old seven on the die of a five percent skip. So I, I would just say, um, it, seeing Diana's go about this, um, I can't possibly be left out. Um, perhaps that's the Orlanth in me, but um, I'd like to <laughs> accompany her um, work with um, music. Ooh, oh. perfect. Indeed. I don't need to be necessarily always the focus, but I, I would like to be present. So he says. Yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Not buying this. But that's okay. I appreciate okay. I appreciate the just background music. Uh, uh, absolutely. You could go for vocals or singing, or you could be playing the chosen instrument. I was thinking perhaps like a flute or, or a lute of some mm -hmm. sort. Would seem to be a, a wind instrument. <laughs> uh, suitable for a follower of the storm god. I got a twenty percent skill. I can try to play backing music for you. It's a 16. Nice. So it's 1620. Oh, oh, this is real. Uh, you rolled a seven? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Ooh, now this is, 
this is actually really good because this uh, allows the the party cooperation mechanics to start to come into play. So by essentially aiding Dianis with his successful flute music, that adds an additional 20% to Diana's roll, since that was already at plus 20 from the ongoing effect of the Earth Rune inspiration. That means that her roll was up at 45. So that now makes the seven a special. Oh. Oh, nice. So Diana's is going through in a somewhat staggered performance of what she remembers the uh, her mother, the Analda priestess, doing with sacrifices at the clanstead. And there's a couple of times where she falters just a little bit, trying to remember what comes next. And it just so happens that Arion has picked a tune that is the Orlam's backing vocal to the particular ceremony that Diana is, is trying to reenact. And in doing so, it gives Diana that extra focus and flow such that she finishes out the ritual and the dedication flawlessly. As a result, I am going to ask Dianis to roll a D2. Ooh. That is a one. Even though you are out just in the random bounty of the lands of the Naimi Valley, half a day's march away from the stead, the land still listens, Analde is still there, and you regain one Analde rune point. Yes. As there is the, the end of the ceremony is not quite interrupted by the, uh, the loud snore from a thicket where uh, I suspect Ventar has gone to sleep off the, <laughs> the after effects yeah. coming down. He's hibernating. It takes a lot of energy to bear your arms. Right, yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, he's barely there right now. That's right. And as you've already prepared the campfire, you settle down for the night. I'm going to assume that you keep up a watch rotor of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. It is a pleasant and quiet, albeit there is still the disturbing light of the red moon and as the night passes, the moon slowly turns its face and moves 
from quarter to half. And you feel that shirk at the back of your neck as the probing, quiet wind of the Lunar Empire, seemingly yet again, as it does every week, tries to stretch its tentacles down over the land of Sata. But apart from that, and a few rain showers uh, that pass quickly through on the Sephir breezes, it is a quiet night. And you make your way back to the village, to the clanstead of Londros, arriving early afternoon that following day with some loot, a good story or two, and a complete set of cattle. (laughs) Fantastic. All of which are definitely points of success. And as Arion is well aware, there, there really is no bounty greater than a good story. That's right. That's right. Wait till I tell all the people back in the village um, about uh, the amazing work that uh, we were all able to do, whether it be Ventar ripping apart these creatures with his bare hands, um, his, his powerful grasp, or whether uh, it was Dionysus' work to protect the herd while um, the power of Orlanth was filled and felt all over and his his lightning even walked among us all of this while allowing everyone to feast on uh, a delicious meal of rubble runner <laughs> <laughs> well um, I'm certainly I, I think that it would be well within our um, probably something that we would do and I'd make sure that um, the families here had those who did perhaps didn't have enough or Perhaps we're we're struggling a bit. We're going to help those people amongst our tribe out first. Yeah, provide them from, uh, food. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Take uh, as any good ruler and clan ring does. Take care of your own first. That evening, as you're making your way out of the great hall to your various steads, your gaze is drawn to a hill just north of the steading, where in the rose light you see standing oddly still an unusual form and it's with the drawings of those sketch marks into the sketchbook that I think we will draw an end to the opening day in the lives of our proto-heroes. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, uh, Stephen, for all your work, uh, helping us uh, experience RuneQuest for the first time. I had an absolute blast. I'm sure everybody else did, but I'll let them speak for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really happy with uh, how this went and how these how this rule system is set up. I, I like it. I think we're going to try to uh, make use of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't buy books for no reason. That's right. Um, but, uh, 
well. But certainly, certainly it would be good for uh, us to dip our toes in and just see how the water is. I think we, we had a good time. Uh, thanks in part uh, to your storytelling and uh, being able to get in and get a handle on sort of how RuneQuest feels. Um, I think the group here has a pretty good feel for the narrative side mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll continue to read up and enjoy. It's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to uh, uh, be able to provide a little bit of uh, the, the flavor of the wonder that is Glorantha. Hopefully help to, uh, as it were, spread the, spread the cult lore a little bit. And we all worship in different ways. Uh, so for, for the old ways part, I'll just say uh, thanks for listening. And if you're interested in playing, RuneQuest, certainly the folks at Chaosium can help you find your way. Uh, the Johnstown community is there for you as well if you're looking to add on. Uh, and I don't think that this will be the last time you hear RuneQuest on this show. But if you are interested in hearing us play more RuneQuest, I'd love to hear it. Talk to the show on any of our various social media platforms or just by simple email is fine too. But for tonight, I'll just say good night.